0: If you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? And what would you move towards? And that's what we wanna help you set those trapezes in your favor to set you up for uh, the best success you can have as simply as possible.
1: So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market? especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchasteghi, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Real Estate rock stars! this is Ayurda and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time, and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. There's a lot of superstars out there that use Follow Up Boss. What's your favorite CRM? We're using Follow Up Boss.
2: We use Follow Up Boss.
1: So we use Follow Up boss? So
2: boss. I love Follow Up Boss. I love it.
0: We
1: have action plans now for bringing on new agents. We have action plans for our recruiting.
2: Uh, we call them action plans in follow Boss, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. follow Boss, I like more for the integrations with everything. MailChimp, call action, all those different products.
1: I will say we used Sync and we switched from Sync to Follow Boss.
0: Honestly, the greatest CRM I've ever used, I've used Rivety, Sync, I've looked at Boomtown, like real geeks, just a bunch of different ones, but me personally, I fell in love with Fub about like seven months ago when I first
1: started using it. I've used Boomtown, I've used Linedesk, I've used Conversion, and I think Follow Boss gives you the most integrations mm-hmm. that are simple, and it gives you the best ability to go and integrate large things into one single solitary platform. Yet at the same time, it's still affordable.
0: I do like Follow
1: Up Boss better just because it, you can text from the app and things like that. It's just a little more convenient for me.
0: Um, it tracks everything that I need. I can customize it if I want. If I want to go smart list based, that's fine. If I want to go task based, it's fine.
1: I think it's one of the best
0: systems and it's very user friendly. It just really helps me never drop a ball because it, it's so user friendly.
1: I don't have a one horse in the race of Follow Up Boss. Purely objective. Follow Up Boss has been the best one that we've found. Now, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. So, here's what we got for Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30 day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So, in order to get this, you go followupboss.com, just like it sounds forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30 day free trial, and check it out. Especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. Thanks again. Now back to our show. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Mucisegi. Yes, it's me. I know most of you guys haven't heard my voice since early May. I mean, you guys heard a couple five-minute updates from me when I was in Arkansas visiting maddie and you guys are going to hear in a second of why i'm back why i'm back interviewing today so two of the most inspirational close friends in my life two guys that have really really impacted me in super significant ways i can't believe i've only known them for six or seven years with how much impact there really has been in my life um they just released a book we talked about getting them on the podcast today and here they are so you're going to recognize one of these voices right away and if you've listened to any of my uh, go abundance stuff you're going to recognize the other one so today i get to interview pat hyben former glorious host of the real estate rockstars podcast and one of the founders of go abundance uh, author at uh, the quitters manifesto and tim rode and uh, tim is one of the kings of northern nevada and we'll get to talk about that too uh, both founders of go abundance and authors of the book guys how's it going hey hey what's going on buddy Great Real estate rocks are gonna recognize that voice. Tim, did Pat ever have you on this podcast back when he was doing the interviews? Well, I he think did, I did way, way, way back when he wanted to uh like talk in the first verse 20 former. or something. I was like, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. So Real estate rocks are there's like 1,400 episodes out now, guys. But go back to like wow. the first 20 oh. and you will hear oh. Tim Rhode and Pat Hyben. Tim was a real estate agent. We're not going to talk a whole lot about real estate agent stuff today, but don't turn the channel off. Anybody that was here, if you're a new agent, you're an old agent. A lot of you guys are thinking about quitting your jobs or already have, but Tim was an agent. Tim had some amazing stories that he told me early on about an agent. Maybe we'll get into that. And Pat was too, but you guys have a book and the super cool name Right. And so but I'd love to hear what's really going on with that. And then we'll probably get into some stories about how we all know each other. But the Quitters Manifesto, what made you guys decide to write a book together? Go ahead,
0: Pat.
2: Well, I will claim that it was my idea. I um, I was during COVID. I was sitting there drinking some coffee and journaling and I just had the idea. And I was like, who taught me how to quit? You know, I was like, well, Tim did. Because when I met Tim, he was retired at like 40. And I was like, that's interesting. And I want to be like him. And uh, over time, he inspired me um, through our relationship. And um, I said, well, why don't I write one with Tim? And it could be like a mentor-mentee type of thing where, you know, he mentored me. And then now, together, we're mentoring hopefully millions of human beings on how to, how to quit their job, how to move on from their job. Not, not to do nothing unless they want to do nothing, but to, you know, do something that inspires them more, that they're more passionate about, that they're just more fulfilled by.
1: Yeah. The, I remember the stories where you talked about, so you and David Osborne, before you met Tim, you guys met each other at a mastermind and you were like, hardcore gold chargers, like workaholics, maybe like a lot of us are. And you guys were like, I worked 10 hours a day or I work and I worked 12 hours that you guys would compete with that. And you met Tim and Tim's like, I went hiking and skiing today and I made the same amount of money. Like there's part, parts of that's the story, right? Like, like yeah. he was one of the first people that you met that talked about making money while you sleep. Yeah. I mean, he, when,
2: when I asked him what he di- did the first day I met him, I said, so what do you do? He said, I
1: ski. Yeah, imagine um, that, right? The listeners, when you're out there, people are going to ask you what you're doing. Like, hey, I'm a real estate agent. We say make sure everybody knows what you do, right? Right. Or, hey, I'm doing this. But the but we get to ask all of us. I can't imagine walking up somebody. Hey, what do you do? And they're like, yeah, I ski. And you're like, wait, like no, I go skiing for <laughs> for fun. I hike. I go out. What a cool answer.
0: And I think it was because of a uh, uh, interesting juxtaposition between Pat and myself of where I was and where David and Pat were and and you actually had the game right but the numbers wrong it would be like Pat saying hey I worked 16 hours today and David saying I worked 17 I beat you and that was their game who could work the hardest so that's what was so interesting for them when they met me and they asked what do you do and I said I ski and it was a it was an honest answer because many of you can relate to this, you know, that are in the real estate world, you work your butt off, you're you're it's almost like you're on the hamster wheel doing that thing, but you don't really know why. And part of this book is to help you go from where they were to where I was. And that's the there's a part in the book where we talk about interest over obligation and you think about that hamster wheel that is obligation that's the stuff you have to do to pay the bills and And don't really get out of your way thinking, well, if I didn't do this, what would I want to do? So early on, I started thinking, how can I not do what I want to do? How can I spend as much time doing what I'd love to do? And how can I get there? And the answer was, "How buy a lot of real estate and and, uh, get to where you don't have to work, as Pat said, if you don't want to. So that's where I was when I, when I met Pat and when I met David, I'd kind of jumped off that. i would jumped off the cliff as we talk about in the book. So. How long ago did you guys meet? It was in 2004. So what was that? 18 years ago.
1: 18 years ago, like right before the housing market is like. That's insane. Speaking. That is insane. And so the, at that time, did you live on the East coast, Pat? And Tim was in California?
2: Yes, and I think I met David Osborne in I want to say '90s.
1: It was '97. Jesus, whiz! me so, man, I'm only a little bit behind you guys in that age. That was like 25 the, years
2: ago. But it That's is insane. all. All yeah. of
1: us are. I want to be like, hey, you guys are old, but then I think back to like <laughs> yeah, I was I was a grown up then too. During that time, makes me a little sad and happy. Um, you know the Tim, you used to have this TV ad for when you're a real estate agent, right? Like early on, you had a big, you had like a big ad that you recorded that went on TV. There wasn't internet and everything else, but didn't you have a crazy ad? You jumped off a bridge or something? I I had a number of them,
0: but I did a, uh, I was bungee jumping and with a suitcase and a suit on and a briefcase. And the ad was, I jump at the chance to go to work for you. And my whole slogan was "Call Tim Roden, start packing," and that was my mon- mindset was "Don't call me for a no cost, no obligation market analysis. Call me when you really want to move." <laughs> and yeah. if and and if you wanted to pi- price your home too high, I literally gave you the
1: competition's phone number. So the. Well, in this interesting time right now. <laughs> somebody
0: 8238827. Dave and Carol Reagan. You're like, you here's know?
1: mine and if you don't like and if you don't like me, go to the other person. That is gutsy and that's wild and I hope one of our listeners goes and jumps off a bridge. What did you does. do that
2: on a TV ad or did you do it on a listing appointment? Give give Carol's number.
0: Yeah. I'd give Dave and Carol's phone number,
1: yeah. On on listing appointments. Or on the ad.
0: Well, actually, if I was on a listing appointment and they said, you know, if I if it the comps all said three hundred and they wanted three fifty, I would literally give you their phone number and say they specialize in homes that never sell. You guys would be great. You guys would be a great fit. Here's their phone number. Call them, and when it doesn't sell, call me in. I'll come oh, clean it up. However, goodness. I cannot guarantee you'll get 300 then because the market was dropping and you might have to bring it down to 280, 260, 240.
1: How 200.
2: old is that?
1: Dude, listeners out there, somebody better do that. Like just get. So in hindsight, now the the story that you guys have been able to do. You know, t- t- Pat, you've written a couple books, right? The Correct. Tim's written a couple books. This will be, is, Tim, is this your second book? It's my third count in the one
0: life, um, w- one life playbook. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. The one life playbook. You guys both had, what was our, what was the Go Abundance book? Tri- Tribe, of Millionaires. Tribe of Millionaires. We've done an interview about that before guys. Tribe of Millionaires is a fantastic book, um, about just a, a great story and I can't wait to get to read the Quitter's Manifesto too. But the, you know, one of the stories that Pat talked about or that Tim talked about just now was being an agent and then investing. And I remember Pat, one of your old books of- Six Steps know, to
2: Seven Figures. Yeah,
1: man. Seven Steps to Seven Figures. You talked about invest being that just important see. one. So out here, people are deciding to like quit and become agents, right? Or or quit and do nothing. Right. And Or trying to figure out how do they really live the life they want to live? I think that one of the challenges that someone may have, and maybe it's answered in the book, of a quitter's manifesto concept is how can I stop working? How can I afford to stop working? Like, what if I don't go to work tomorrow? Like the world's going to end. Like there's so many reasons people say, like, I have to stick with this job because it's all all I got. What would you guys say to that?
2: That's that's great that you brought that up actually, because our first chapter in the book is, is, you know, acknowledging the truth, which means, This It's not what you think it means. But what we mean by the truth is quitting is scary. It's very scary. We're not here to tell you that it's going to be easy and anybody could do it. Matter of fact, we talk in the book about the the old adage that entrepreneurs will jump off a cliff and figure out how to build a parachute on the way down.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. That's 1% of the population. 99% of the population is going to look down and be like, forget it. And walk away they might get a selfie on the edge and then roll out you know like yeah. that's it so so what tim and i decided to do is we wanted to make this book like a trapeze and by that like a trapeze in a circus imagine a trapeze in a circus you have a safety net on the bottom in case you do fall and then you have a ring to jump onto as you move forward so Every chapter is a, is a trapeze ring that you could grab onto one at a time, and there's a safety net there for you. So chapter by chapter, we're tactically telling you, do this. Next trapeze ring, do this. Next trapeze ring, do this. And next thing you know, you're going to be on the other side of the gorge or the cliff or the or fjord or whatever it is that you're trapezing over and you're going to be in your new job or your new life, and you're going to be very happy. And that is exactly what the book does. It is a tactical book. It is a instructional book. It is not-
1: it's Like a there, step-by-step there, guide, it sounds like.
2: There, yeah, there's no cliches in it at all.
1: So who is the book perfect for? I think it's
0: perfect for those that are scared of the cliff. Um, it's not for Aaron Steggy, Pat Hyben, and Tim Rode we would probably make that move anyway. It's for those doubting Thomases that need the extra steps along the way that will help them be tactfully make it to the other side. And and some of the tools we have is is as easy as what we call the soul-sucking audit that helps you realize how bad is it? Is, Hmm. Is it worth me leaving or not? And, that, and then we have like four different things to look at. Am I compensated fairly? Am I respected by my, by my boss? Is, that, is that a good fit for me and the company? And how do I feel every day when I go to work? Is hmm. this something? Yeah. So, so you rate yourself like on a one to 10 scale. If you're seven or above on those things, you probably have a pretty good gig. But if you find yourself six, four, three, it may be time for you to move
2: on. Time to roll
0: out.
1: Yeah, man. I think that there's a big percentage of listeners like listening right now that are listening to this podcast while they're driving to their normal job and they're thinking about becoming a real estate agent. And the reason I know that is I, so like the inter, the other interview I'm doing today, is a guy that listened to the podcast for 18 months before quitting his job and decided to become a real estate agent. Now, That's as a result, fun. he was able to hit the ground running and got like deals going his first weeks. Our most downloaded podcast last year was Stephanie Heiser, which she was a vice principal at a school. And for a year or two, she listened to the podcast as she was driving to work and eventually said, okay, I'm going to go become a real estate agent instead. And she did, I don't know, remember how many deals that first year. So I really think this is so fitting for, so there's somebody, some of you guys right now you're listening and you're going, Oh shit, he's talking to me because you're driving in your car and you're going to your normal job. And you've been like, maybe real estate is one of these options. Sounds like this book is great for you. Do you guys help guide people in that for them to find what job is next? Like, like if they don't, so first of all, somebody should listen to it. If they like, don't like what they're doing, is there, where should they go if they're trying to figure out what they should do?
2: That's a great question. I mean, that's a great question. And and um, we recommend what, and we've been asked this, um, we recommend is, is figuring out what you get excited about doing. We had a, Tim and I had a conversation with somebody, you know, um, Aaron recently, who uh, was, do, had juggles a lot of balls and they were trying to figure out where they how they can just like focus on one thing so that they could be really good at that one thing and we asked them we said how do you what what is it that you look forward to all the things that you do what do you kind of move to the front what do you like look forward to what what is just naturally like the funnest for you and then they said you know this and we said well then then, then you should you know maybe you should go to that you know what i mean and and i think that's the same thing with trying to figure out what you want to do what excites you the most you know what what do you look forward to the most yeah but it's a great question and it's a, it's and it's hard right and it's 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 hard especially the younger you are the the harder it gets i think because you know there's there's obligations you get you got to you, you got to make ends meet you know
0: first and foremost. And I think one of the challenges is let's take that high school principal. Um, They were wrapped up in their identity. I Mm. can't quit this. I am the high school school principal. Everybody looks at me and sees me in this light. Uh, Pat and I both quit amazing uh, real estate agent jobs where we were making but boats loads of money and could have gone down that uh, track for decades and been really successful, really happy, but it didn't juice us anymore. And and it had oxidized. It, it the the career had rusted. And I'm sure many of you I'm sure many of you listening to this can relate to that, where it was so fun at first and now it's just no longer fun. So, so the challenge is, is how do you go from Pat and I being top agents, that principle you mentioned, how do you go from that incarnation where we're wrapped up in this one identity and changing that identity to, to a whole new incarnation. And that's the, that's part of what the book's all about is helping you, Pat talked about the trapeze using that bar to take you from one trapeze to the next to the next for me it was going from real estate agent dabbling into investing to i only want to invest i never want to sell another home so i had to change my identity from that of a real estate agent who who uh, takes great pride in coming through for those that i serve to the only person I'm serving from now on is me and my family as a real estate investor, because I'm never going to list and sell another home. So I had to come up with a new identity of what does that look like? And that that's what we challenge your listeners, you know, if and Pat said it before if if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? And what would you move? cords. And that's what we want to help you set those trapezes in your favor to set you up for uh, the best success that you can have as simply as possible.
1: Yeah. You know, I think about my last, I was, I was sharing with some of my team members today. I worked for a company from, the, from 2003 to 2009 right? I, I was an intern there. I got out of college and I worked for this home builder and I got to go from being a purchasing agent, to like an operations director to a land acquisitions guide to managing all the people on the buy sell side and doing some really fun stuff. And then in 07, 08, 09, it got to be less fun, right? Yeah. We remember that time home builders, we went from golfing every day and getting paid really good money to like, going on job sites ourselves and trying to clean it out and work short sales with the banks so that the builder didn't get foreclosed on, um, or have to file bankruptcy. But most of that year I would come home and I would feel sad and overworked and underappreciated. And I would whine to my wife about it. I would whine to Kalina about it. And I would say, man, when I first got out of college, I wanted to go be an entrepreneur and I was going to go do this development stuff with my dad. And I remember Kalina saying, you can't do that. You can't go start it. You can't go be a business owner. That's too scary. You got to get a job and do that." No, you mm. have to choose Syncon. She had never known an entrepreneur in her life. So she had told me like, you can't be an entrepreneur. You have to get a job. She thought I was crazy for thinking about the fact that like, I wouldn't have a stable income. Her parents are, are uh, a police officer and a teacher, and. Then in 2009, I just kept, I was just whining and complaining and so unhappy that the, that I finally got, and I was like, I think I can do better myself. I whining, complaining, so unhappy, you know, Charlotte was born six weeks early. And then I had all this extra, you know, like regret and feeling like this was my fault for not providing better because Kalina had to be a waitress at night. And I remember when she finally just said like, you know, like I did every day, man, I should really just quit and start my own thing. And one day she had finally just had enough. She was then quit. Fine. (laughs) Then quit. (laughs) And I don't know if it was her giving me permission at that time to finally do it. Or if it was just like realizing I sounded like a a whiny person, but I remember thinking back, it was very difficult. Like I wanted to do that for way, for a long time. I wanted to go do my own thing for a long time. There are all these things. There's fears of what I succeed or not. There was the really not wanting to have the conversation with my bosses. Like that was terrifying. The the, the 10 minutes of like, hey, I'm, I, I quit. I really hey, appreciate Pat, you guys. It was so a, hard. There is a, a page in the book that speaks
2: to this.
0: It's about the farmer and the, the nail and their dog. You know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. They,
0: just, you, yeah. you
2: guys have heard, you've heard that one probably, but it, I'll tell it basically the... There's a salesman who who sells farming equipment, and he goes to the farm, and he's talking to the guy, the farmer, and, and there's a hound dog sitting next to the farmer, and he's howling. He's laying there, and he's howling, oh, 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 and the, the salesman goes, what the hell is wrong with your dog? And he goes, oh, he's laying on a nail, and he says, he's laying on a nail. He says, well, why the hell won't he get up? And he says, I guess it's not hurting him enough. Yeah. and that's exactly what we're talking about with the soul sucking audit and, and the and the book. You know, if it's not you, you gotta you gotta realize it's hurting you enough, right? You gotta come to that conclusion, uh, so that you get off your ass. You know what I mean? And or, or, or or I or think that you're the
0: sitting nails on a nail. started
2: hurting her. Started hurting Kalina. Think about it.
0: She started. Right. She started your nail.
1: <laughs> yeah
2: so and we all put up with that nail that's the thing too that's the other moral of the story right we all put up with that nail and we howl about it you howl to Kalina about it and um we don't do anything about it but it's ludicrous
1: right because the dog was hurting yeah. and we were hurting and aaron was hurting the when we're unhappy we make so many people unhappy and the, everyone around us, we don't real. it's funny. There's this fear of quitting that like, they're going to, they need me. I'll be letting them down or it's going to be so uncomfortable. And I have met way more people and myself included that said, I should have made that change sooner. I should have quit sooner. I've, I, I don't know if I've, I know there's examples of it. I don't know if I've ever met somebody that said, I quit my job and I wish I didn't. Now, six weeks later, when I almost ran out of savings I remember telling Kalina, like, I haven't been successful this yet. I hadn't, I hadn't bought my first house yet since then. And I go, if I don't buy a house before next week, I might have to go ask for a job again. But that was like the only time that the, the you know, that it was like, maybe this thing isn't going to work out and God had other plans and I got a house the next week. But yeah, I don't, I haven't met very many people that said I quit my job and then I went and asked for it back or I quit my job and I decided that I shouldn't have. Uh, most of the time people say they should have made a change sooner because they were unhappy.
0: Right. Yeah. And and if you think about it, think about how happy you were in that, I call it incarnation, but in that job in 2003, 2004, 2005, and then think of how things changed when you were no longer happy, it started to oxidize. and And, you know, early on, you were probably a seven, eight, nine on the soul sucking audit. And then at the end, I'll bet you were a two or a three.
1: And there was time, and this is when you know it's time to take massive action. So. so, if somebody has a, I wonder if people are going to start buying this book and handing it to some of their employees too. Like, do the audit. Make sure <laughs> yeah. you like being Stop. here. Stop. You're laying on a nail, right? Like, yeah, please. you're laying. Yeah, get sure it you out of like- here.
2: You're killing me.
1: Yeah, do the now anal- <laughs> We all hear you. Cr- we all hear you that you don't like it here
2: anonymously. They'll, they'll yeah. br- put a little ribbon on it and leave it on their desk. And not Yeah, the it. Quitter's
1: Manifesto gets yeah, put in all tired offices, of hearing offices everywhere. Where do people buy your book from?
2: So the easiest way is just to go to Amazon and of course, uh, or, or anywhere you buy books. Uh, we have a lot of specials and, um, Uh, we have some bonus materials and things that you can only get out bigger pockets, which would be biggerpockets.com backslash quitters. Just go to biggerpockets.com backslash quitters. We have bonus materials. Uh, We have different formats of the books. We have uh, a a coaching option. If you want to be handheld during the quitting process and, and get some coaching on that. Um, So all at biggerpockets.com backslash quitters
1: the video on here it says the uh, quitters club the quitter's playbook uh, don't read
2: yep the quitters playbook and the quitters club those are those are two things we've created, and uh you know they 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 will take you to the
1: next level after you read the book so you guys put on there the quitting will make you millions was one of the videos on on that site, and I think that that is such a fun. Headline, so it's published by Bigger Pockets. So you can get it at Bigger Pockets. There's always extras when you do that. You can get it on Amazon, um, and if you get on Amazon, you get it like 45 minutes later because the Amazon just, just owns, owns the world, <laughs> uh, yeah. And they, they figured yeah. out how to, yeah. how to make all that stuff happen. You know, the I want to I'm going to share. i just going to share a couple stories about, I guess, impact uh, from you guys, mm-hmm. and you know, and with this, you know, and part of when Tim when you met Tim. Pat, he inspired you that, oh my gosh, I've been working too much. Right. And I was super lucky. I went to this first, I went to my first Go Abundance event up in Tahoe and I didn't know what I was really signing up for. I just knew I felt very alone and needed more. Mm. And I was like going to pay for this event. I didn't know what a mastermind was. And somehow, some way I got sat next to Tim Road in my assigned seat. I got sat between Tim Road and Diego out here in Austin. That was the universe, buddy. That was God. dude. That was the universe. So I got to start having inspiration. My dad had just died. I had just started to be explore, you know, trying to explore that. Maybe there's more to life than work. That was And then, right um, and then Tim invited some members up to his house where he, I think he's sitting right now up in Portola and said, Hey, come hang out with me for a weekend. We're going to do some, there he is. He's showing it. If you guys are looking at it on YouTube, Hey, like we're going to go do some adventurous stuff. I'm I don't know if I'm 15 years younger than Tim, 10 like Tim's older than me, right? <laughs> yeah. And and he ran circles around all of and the other guys there were like 5 or 10 years younger than me. And Tim was running circles around us as he was hiking up the hill. We did the Downeyville downhill bike ride. I hadn't been on a bike mm-hmm. in like years. Like people die out there. At the beginning I'm thinking I'm going to die by the end of it. I'm feeling like a pro BMXer. Like, experience of a lifetime. And I remember, like, at near the end, like, walking my bike up the hill, and Tim, like, rides down to check on us. And then he, like, rides back up the hill, and we're still walking. And then he comes back a little later, he rides down to check on us, then he rides back up the hill. And I'm thinking, like, Tim has figured it out. With like, with like health and that idea. And the fact that like some of who he is was kind of your first idea of quitting as you share that at Tim's house that weekend, a guy said someday he was going to do an Iron Man. And I said, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I'll never do an Iron (laughs) Man. And now you guys know the story. I've done so much of that stuff, but so much that inspiration. So many of my first, the first time I'd like gotten adventurous again about my health or bike riding was up at Tim's in Portola. And then he took us out in the ocean hunting for abalone. And my first time out, I almost drowned, for sure panicked that I was drowning. I came back to the boat begging Aaron West to pull me back into the boat. And he's like, no, calm down, climb yourself <laughs> out. The next day, Tim, gave, and no one else would go out. Tim took me out the second day, so I get a second chance to go prove I could do it. So I could actually be you know, the abalone person. The So, many, so much of who I am now was also formed by part of who, who Tim is. Right. And who Tim shares to be, which goes back to that wanting to like work less and enjoy life more and experience more. And all of us have recently had these experiences that remind us that life is short. Mm. And I tell you what, when life is short, you get reminded of I should be doing more of the stuff I want and less of the stuff I don't. And, and so that I that goes do- back
0: to um interest over obligation. That's yeah, where this comes
1: from. we
2: talk a lot about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's big piece of this book is what in the heck are you put on this earth for
2: you know? right and it kind of goes back to your question earlier too Aaron about like how do you know what to do right if you if you sit there and think about like what percentage of your day today was interest what percentage of your day today was obligation and yeah. just just sit there and think about that a couple of times a week
1: yeah, that's like a daily scorecard right? When you're Mm -hmm. journaling at night or like how much of my day yesterday was stuff I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. how much was stuff I had to do. Mm -hmm. We're like, what do I want to do? I want to spend time with family. I want to spend time with friends. I want to adventure. So how much of my day was that and how much of my day was this? I also know that we have to work hard to put things in place to do it. It's not like quit and like the universe comes to us, Mm -hmm. but, um, but you know, I love, I love that idea of kind of that daily research on it. You know, the, the other side, what I appreciate, like Pat quitting and changing his life, was the, you know, the first time I went out of the country, you know, p- pretty much other than like I had been to Mexico once, but I like was crazy afraid of flying. And um, one of my first times going out of the country again was this trip to Africa that that Pat set up through Go Abundance, where a bunch of us we flew to Dubai. I went to Dubai, we went to Africa, we went to Zambia went to Zimbabwe and we were seeing lions and we were flying in this little like plane that had like a lawnmower engine that looked like it was going to fall apart at any second and drop me on top of the elephants. Like we did so much adventure jam packed into those two weeks. And I remember at two or three of the dinners sitting with Pat and getting to get some like some life advice about like some new, some a new business partner. That's a mutual friend that I was asking like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking about. This is what I'm concerned about. And, you know, we're having all this adventure together and traveling around the world. And he's giving me the life advice. But first, we're more like talking about family and friends and things like that. And so both of those things that you guys started in me is so much a part of like the life that I live today, right? And the values that my family has and how we make those choices. So that, was my, that helped inspire me to start traveling around the world with the kids and, and with Kalina and all that. And if we hadn't done any of those, you know, we got Africa, Japan together. We're going to Croatia together in a few weeks as we get to adventure. And all that stuff is like part of, I'm sharing those stories to remind like the listeners and the people that you guys know your shit, you know what you're talking about. And it's very seldom, like when I'm 70 years old, most of the, I, th- I can imagine that I'm looking at younger people saying, I wish I was that younger person. When we're older, we always wish we had our youth. Right. And you are two of the guys that I think there's a lot of youth out there that are saying, I wish I was living their life today. Mm. And I think that the so when I take the guys that I take advice from, why was I like, hey, I know I haven't done an interview in months. Two guys I want to come talk to to get their word out the uh, are Pat and Tim. And I think that the advice that they have for you, the fact they put together a book. I mean, you guys got most of you listeners got to hear about from Pat for a long time, too. Like, I believe it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to read it. um, I'm probably going to listen to your interview on on the Bigger Pockets podcast too to hear more about it. What's next, guys? Like the uh, what else do you want to talk about? What else do you want to share? And then like what's next in your personal lives? We got about ten minutes. I just want to say if I was listening to
0: this and I'm that 30 year old kid who's got big hopes, big dreams. I'm listening to all of this and it sounds overwhelming candidly, you know, I'm just trying to put myself in their shoes and it's kind of like, well, what should I do? And you know, where I am, you give me and I'm trying to put myself into their um, shoes, if you will. And it's um, you know, take a step back, assess where you are right now.
1: Yeah. What's not? Hello? We lost. We lost Tim we for lost just Tim. a second. While we're waiting for Tim <laughs> to come back in Wi-Fi, Pat, what do you think?
2: All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm 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 going to add some value because we want to give as much value whether people buy the book or not. So, you know, one of the very popular things that um, uh, so far some of our readers have said that they love is something we call the quitting team. And what we want people to realize is number one you do not have to quit alone. Right? And it's part of the fear factor of the whole thing is quitting alone. And we talked to some psychologists, we talked to some experts and we, you know, figured out what it is that really is going to make somebody more able to grab a, a a trapeze ring, more able to grab you, you know just to get off the pot, let's say, so the, your quitting team ends up being four different type people, and we've actually built a, a diagram in the book for people to fill in names, and we ask them to fill in two or three names of each of these four things. So here's what they are: the first one is stakeholders, and what a stakeholder is, basically, it's your spouse, right? Your spouse, maybe your relative, maybe your sister, or your mom or, or someone who's really in the day to day with you, someone that totally loves you, that you talk to all the time, that person or two or three of those people need to be in it with you. They need to support you. They need to be like, uh, Aaron, I believe in you. I want you to do this. And I think you're going to succeed. Um, so that's the number one. Um, the second part of it, the second part is the partner. And what a partner is, is someone who is going to financially benefit if you financially benefit, i.e. let's say you're going to quit to be a real estate agent. So one of your partners as a real estate agent is a mortgage officer. Another partner is a title company. Another partner might be someone who owns a termite company or an insurance company. Those would all be partners, people who want you to win. And they're going to be in it with you, but they might not necessarily be like a real partner uh, in your business, but they could be. It could be if you open up a, a gas station and you have a business partner that that counts, too. Okay. then the next box we have is the mentor. Now, the mentor is contrary to what people believe, that the mentor is not this old guy with long, bushy hair sitting at the bottom of an oak tree. Kind of giving people advice on, uh, you know, all different things of their life. The mentee is actually a person who has a proven track record in your new business. Obviously, if you're a real estate agent, this is an agent who has done it successfully year after year. You know that they have a good profit, you know that they have five star reviews, you know that they're doing it right. Right, anybody in the business—if it's a gas station, it's someone who has two gas stations, and and they could show you you the profit loss and show you that they're they're doing very well in the gas station, and they're maybe not working a hundred hours a week. It's just you know a proven track record with what you want, and then the last is a coach, and this is how a coach varies, Aaron, different from a mentor. A coach is somebody who keeps you accountable when we talk at abundance about extreme accountability a coach does extreme accountability they're the one that is not necessarily giving you ideas but they're making sure that you put your money where your mouth is right they're they're again going back to real estate age if you're a real estate agent they're the one is making sure you're calling 20 past 20 clients, clients a day that you're handing 20 out 25 day. business 20 cards 20- a day you're that you're calling Fizbo's whatever it is that you're saying you're going to do your coach is going to keep you accountable to that and those are the four things and if you have two or three names in all four of those boxes you have a killer
1: team it really does I mean the the more you talk about the book it really does talk about like you said the manifesto but like a, 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 a checklist of steps like a it's like a how-to guide, um, which says, hey, if, if you're the person, that, if you're unhappy with where you are, if you do not like the day-to-day job that you're going to each day, then being able to go look at this and say, hey, here's how, and you wish you could change, but you haven't, here's how to make, take that fear out and actually make it a practical thing. Um, now, I can't wait to get my hands on it You get to see some, some of the diagrams and some of the stuff uh, that you've been doing. Um, Tim, you're back. Sorry about that. I am back. We we were saying the beauty of the wilderness you live in is sometimes you might lose your internet. Any any last things you wanted to say? Again, you were we didn't we didn't get to catch much of what you had just said. No, I just uh, Pat Pat was just on it on the things that you need for the quit team
0: and making sure that uh, you know you you go through all the steps that we mentioned in the book, if you're really serious about going from where you are to to where you wanna go next, um, this is the book for you, The Quitter's Manifesto. Uh, We've done it, we've lived it, and we put all the things that we think you need. If you're serious about this, um, this this is the way to quit, so.
1: Yeah, well, It's good to see you guys. It's fun to get to talk about this. I'm excited. I don't have a job to quit, but I'm excited to see your book, The Quitter's Manifesto. I'm excited to see what you guys are doing. And there's probably a few people out there that I need to buy the book for. And I need to have them look at it and do the assessment. And Mm. you know what? Like for real estate agents right now where you guys are like, there's plenty of you guys that love what you're doing and you're crushing it. And this book is not for you but there are tons of people around you that say they wish they could do what you do, but they can't leave their job. Or they're the ones that are like, I was telling my wife, like, man, I really hate what I'm doing on a daily basis. And they're the, the, they're the whiny dog near you. So if you love your life, I guarantee there's somebody around you that doesn't and should be uh, looking into this. Um, And if you don't, or you're trying to figure out if you should quit your job and jump all in on real estate or jump in all in something else, Sounds like there's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, the final thoughts, Pat and Tim, other than buying the book on bigger pockets or signing up for coaching or things like that, is there any other way people should reach out to you or is the best way right now, join the book and join the, the, the Quitter's Playbook stuff? Everything that I
2: uh, that I touch or am dealing with uh, with the current business or current book or whatever can easily be found on hyben.com. My last name, H-I-B-A-N.com.
0: H- and you can find Tim at Tim at TimRoad.com.
1: So, tim at TimRoad.com. Pat at Hyben.com. Listeners, some of that will be easier. You still know our website is HybenDigital.com, where a lot of our yeah. website stuff still goes to. So don't distract it with that. Don't email me at Pat at HybenDigital. Email Pat at <laughs> Pat at <laughs> hybin.
2: Sounds like that's happened.
1: Tim at TimRoad. <laughs> yes. yes. People still email Pat. Asking for me they and people email me that. asking for yeah. Pat <laughs> yeah, almost that weekly. Happen. We've tried to fix all that. Guys, I don't they- know how they get my email still, but whatever, it's all good. They, yeah. they probably just figure it out, right? They, you know, they just, dude, the people that want to find you, find you. Like people yeah. call my mom asking me about properties I own in Mississippi. So, like, who knows? Oh, right? I don't like, know. People- my
2: kids, my kids get texts about
1: a bunch of my properties and then they send me They're like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, talk to my dad. And so, Annoyed with this, guys. This was awesome. The um, Aaron, this is a blast, bro. So good yeah. to catch up. So Pat and Tim, thanks for coming on. The all right, Mooch. Look forward to seeing you, Croisa, so bro. Yeah, look forward to seeing you, real estate rock stars. Go grab the Quitters Manifesto. And thanks for listening. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchostegi jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show.